Alrighty, welcome guys. This is Gamer ID. We are your hosts, and this is your platform to keep everybody all inclusive, all involved, almost all of the time. I'm your host, Steve, and I'm going to lead off introductions with Matt and then Doug. So, Matt, why don't you start us off? Hey, everybody. My name's Merrick, but you can call me Matt. You don't know me like that. I am a cis man. I identify as queer. As for a little description of myself, I like to say I live in a neon fever dream. Uh, my aesthetic is kind of a, a grungy apocalyptic landscape with dashes of uh, dread, uh, wholesomeness, and contradiction just to keep things lively. How about you, Doug? Hi everyone, my name is Doug. I am pretty much a jack of all trades, master of none. <laughs> and um <laughs> pretty much I like almost any genre. I can always find material in horror, suspicions, um, drama, action, whatever it is, even corny movies, even sci-fi horrible sharknado type movies. I can always find that one gem that I do find appealing. Um, as for my pronouns, I am a cis male, so just he and him. Alrighty, and that leaves me last, best for last, of course. So, uh, like I told everybody, I'm Steve. My genres are schoolboy magical realness, um, gamer chic, because I'm always wearing nerdy tees, and then, um, just to, we'll throw in a little bit of a little popcorn flavor because, you know, I have to be bubbly and spicy at the same time. Uh, what does that mean exactly? I have no idea. I just roll with these things. My mind is like a bunch of little Totoros running side by side. If they're putting anything in a basket, whatever they're throwing in the basket just comes out of my mouth. So I apologize, guys. <laughs> um... But I'm also gender fluid, so he, him, she, her, whatever people feel like, whatever makes people most comfortable. Um, I'm not too picky about that, but I do subscribe to the fact that I am a male. So please keep that in mind, and I do appreciate everybody. Um, so This male. Listen, cis, non-cis. I... It's a different generation, honey. Fine, we'll go with that. Cis. Gotta... Listen. Cis. Cis. <laughs> Oh, because you know, oh, sis, I have to tell you. <laughs> Damn, you can't hear the snaps. Ah, we'll have to figure that out. But uh, <laughs> now that we've had our nice little sidebar, because, you know, we all have to do that. Uh, you guys can start. I'll start. Um, I'll be straight up and I'll be gay up and honest. Uh, I... Just came from seeing Dune and IMAX like an hour and a half ago. I sat in the third row, smack dab in the center. My brain is fried. I'm off on another planet. I will get back to you in a week to discuss. But I honestly am just, I actually just started a bunch of new media. Um, I'm usually very slow with things. I like to watch like one episode a day. But my roommate and I started It's a Sin by the creator of uh, Queer as Folk. Takes place in uh, the 80s, right at the start of uh, UK in the 80s, at the start of the uh, AIDS epidemic. 
Um, is it really same guy who did Queer as Folk? Because uh-huh. uh, like I, I could see the similarities. I didn't see it initially, and holy shit! The now that you said that, uh, I'm a little um impaled. Like that one has me wrung through the heart now. A little bit heart. Well, not that you know I wasn't wrung through hard. Like I wasn't bleeding my heart out, but now I kind of just want to it out of my chest completely all mayan native style probably ma style i never watched queers folk but i was reading about this before it started and the creator said that he wanted to directly address that because he alluded to it in queers folk but he wanted to make that a part of the conversation and make something that is directly about that um so there's that one that's me and my roommates watch so we'll do that slowly I just started Centaur World on Netflix because I need some absurd, colorful candy for my mind. Um, I'm here for the music. Great. Love that. And then I just started the Chucky series, which conversely to Bubblegum Pop, we got Chucky and I'm just like, I'm ready to team up and watch you kill some homophobes. Like, like <laughs> I am so into it so far. It's gay wrath. <laughs> but no, I, so that kind of, I'm still pretty shocked um, about that little intel because that was very, um, wow. I, so I didn't expect that from uh, It's a Sin, and I can see the similarities, but it that's a strong telling for what the world was back in the 90s and the early 2000s to where we're at now. The fact that, yeah. you know, we didn't feel comfortable talking about our disease and, or not even our disease. You know, that's really bad phrasing. So I do apologize. Um, but talking about certain things that were linked to LGBT culture and life, it was, you know, taboo. So the fact that, you know, we went from queer as folk to this and queer as folk is still pretty good. I mean, there, there needs to be a little couple changes here and there. And there's like, no media is perfect. And I can mm-hmm. say that about my favorite franchises. I can say that about anything. But um, with that same note, I am going to say, you know, going from point A to point B in such a, tro- a short time span, cause 20 years is nothing. We're not a decade down. It's not like we've been around for um, a century or so forth. So the fact that we've made such a powerful stride in 20 years is still pretty damn remarkable and the fact that you know he did that and then it's a sin which oh my god like i I, i'm gonna go over i'm gonna when i tell you some of those episodes dabbed me through the heart some of those episodes really throw you in the gutter and rip you through oh man you are in for a ride i i couldn't do anything that heavy uh, that that already... sounds like that. That sounds like that's already way too heavy. I never watched Queer as Folk. I'm actually one of the minority here, like the few who actually well, crossed I'm over the to the other. I crossed over to the other aisle and actually watched the L word. So yeah, I'm down with the lesbians. If we're if we're talking about uh, the minority majority here, the majority of us have not watched Queer as Folk. I am, oh. I'm with you on that. I did not also watch that. But having watched just the first episode and taking into account the title, um, my uh, hindsight 
knowledge of everything. I already know that I'm I'm gonna be balling and it's it's gonna be a thing. I'm gonna feel cleansed after some of those episodes. Gutted, but also cleansed. Good good detox. So I will say, um it's a sin is a queer must if you're questioning, if you know somebody who's questioning, if any situation where you're at that early stage, I heavily suggest watching It's a Sin. Not only is it a drama about what life was like back in the 90s and all that, so you could get away with that, but the characters, um, the stories they tell and all the situations, they're not paper cut. They're not cookie cutters. They're not something that you would just find anywhere. They're real stories. Um, I ended up not liking certain characters because I saw myself in them, whereas I liked mm. other characters because they were this different world. They were this personality that I just try and encompass all the time, this person that I always try to be. So I revered them for that aspect, whereas I hated the others for the opposite aspect. And um, I will say... This is going to give you a tried and true look into what queer life is, what the LGB community can be, and what it is, because there is a lot of community in there, but there is equally a lot of disconnect and discommunication, disappropriation. Um, so it gives you the good with the bad. It A lot of it is just, there is no black and white. It is a very gray space. And I say, before you start with Will and Grace, um queer as folk or you know even queer eye for the straight guy start with this it's heavy yes and i see you t shaking your head doug but the drama is real well yeah. no no i was shaking my head because i was trying to figure out that movie with um mark raffalo um the one where he's in uh it's kind of like the same setting where he uh he plays a gay man during the 80s, and he was an activist for um, uh, HIV treatment at the time. I can't remember the name of the movie, but it reminds me of what you're talking about with the show. That's why I couldn't, like, I don't want to go put myself through that, because that movie had me bawling. Because, I mean, you're, you're just seeing, you're seeing all your friends die left and right. Like, they were, like, everyone was dropping. Okay, spoilers, because that is spoilers. Um, well, it's, well it's, the, it's the 80s, the AIDS crisis. Like, between having already watched Pose and um, other media that talks about what life was like back then, it's, for me at least, helps me illuminate, like, what this actually was like to have, like, the, it was just the reality. People were just dropping. So I don't think it's a spoiler to say, like, piece of media about, the early days of the AIDS crisis or even the height of the AIDS crisis is going to feature a lot of death. I guess I, I can concede to that. Um, shoot, I was just thinking of something else to watch. Um, oh, the same thing could be said about milk. Um, the same thing could be said about um, that Zachary Quinto movie. Because he did another one where he was dying i think it was i think they didn't say aids i think they did say cancer or it was like another hiv one where he was a born again christian and he dated a boy and they had this 16 year relationship and then he went 
back to church and they converted him back to straight and he had a wife and kids like it was some weird long story that i that was where i just had to pull out i was just like eh, i'm done here i mean i appreciate milk you do milk wasn't a bad movie though it was um he was the first what gay congressman openly gay yeah openly gay and um i don't know i didn't mind it i like to see the politics during the time uh you get to see how much of a real asshole people are behind closed doors. I think Ooh. the eighties was during that time when I, you know, I feel like you could see some of that even in a public eye. Well, yeah, a lot of that was just because people. So we haven't during the eighties, we haven't gotten to that time. And I'm sorry for all the political talk, people. I'm normally not the political guy, but Doug's got me going. Um, <laughs> listen, it, it, this is good conversation to say that um but no the 80s was that point in time where we didn't have social normities we didn't have um social decorum people were still trying to figure it out the internet was not a thing so you had you could get away with that you could just be like yeah fuck you right off the street and nobody bet against it but um you know nowadays everybody's phone has a camera and everybody he has a phone so if you say fuck you right across the street guess what 12 years down the line somebody's gonna find that on twitter and you're canceled and not to say you know cancel culture is good or bad but there's a camera everywhere somebody's always watching whether it's big brother or your neighbor there's always eyes on you whether you like it or not um and so back in the 80s you could get away with that you could do stuff like that and that was just kind of common sense just be like hey you know i'm gonna call this guy fucking asshat and leave it at that whereas nowadays we have to be careful who we're calling a fucking asshat let's uh jump into something more nerdy so what games are we uh, are playing right now let's go through I'm the playing list animal crossing oh yay <laughs> i cannot wait for tonight the new nintendo expansion i'm gonna download that i actually haven't been playing animal crossing as much as i would have liked um because I've been playing Damon X Machina. I, I kind mm. of, I missed fighting Max and doing my whole rock music montage thing. So I've been playing a lot of mech bashing I got, madness. I got back into Animal Crossing because the, one of my very gay aspects is I just love good lighting and being the Halloween season, I am here to decorate my island at night with all sorts of mood lighting. So... You want to come to the pumpkin patch? Because I got one. Oh my god, I forgot I left my pumpkin patch right next to my house. Uh-huh. So I open up my game and you just see a whole bunch of pumpkins. And I'm like, oh! Aww. But between that and uh, Hades, I don't need anything else right now, unfortunately. At least in terms of video games. Like I've got two very deep obsessions and that's a lot of my time. What about you, Doug? What are you playing? Right now, I'm doing Far Cry 6 on the PS5. Um, I've been playing that series since it's, since the first conception. Um, going back to the PC. Um, I don't know. I'm in love with the game. Like, uh, for a lot of you who don't know, or many of you do, who do know, 
It's uh, just a first-person shooter open-world style game. You get to explore the jungle. You get to explore the culture that they put into it. And you're pretty much set on a uh, Caribbean setting. They call the island Yara. So for those who are from the Dominican Republic or PR or Puerto Rico, uh, it'll look familiar to you. Uh, the other game that I'm playing is... Uh, Grandia, which is, I'm playing on the Switch. It's an old JRPG style game. So if you're looking for something that's, I would say, in the realm of uh, a little bit more older, you can be patient with, and you just want to get into the story, uh, I recommend it for a lot of people. You play as this young kid who just wants to be an adventurer. And that game takes you on a good adventure across the world. So. Since I'm the last one here, and like I've explained, I'm playing uh, Damon X Mokina, and um, wow, I said Damon X Mokina. Yes, guys, I, I am a clamptard. Thank you very much. Um, I was I, thinking I, I how I could make that into a woke pun. You're Damon X Wokina. Oof. <laughs> there we go. Um, <laughs> but no, I, I've been playing that, a little bit of Animal Crossing. Um, I just downloaded Game Pass on my PC, and oh my god, I'm going download crazy. I've downloaded um, Bridge Construct Portals, I was looking for Alan Wake, I was going crazy, like, I'm just trying to figure out everything I can download on this thing, because my PC has gone underutilized, so now I'm going to be playing, oh, Psychonauts, I have to go through Psychonauts, so um, I will probably start streaming that pretty soon, guys, um, when I do figure out my whole streaming setup and all that definitely get that going because that's that's classic that's history like the psychonauts genre is great um but i'm i'm doing a bit of everything so you best believe when these new games come out i'm going to be most of the time your guy to go to i know a little bit about it where i've done the research uh p.s by the way i've been trying to get this guy to get game pass for the longest because I, nobody believed me that there were that many games that they had in their library. Do you see games how fast that, I am sitting here moving? I am just, I cannot recommend this service enough to people. I was lucky enough to have access to it right at the start of uh, Summer Vacation, also known as Pandemic 2020. And I just played through such quality games so many games that i would not have bought otherwise and i would not have played or discovered otherwise and it's just like the value that this gives like experience it and then tell me you don't like it so i did do back for blood and i did play a little bit um we did it as a couple's night thing where we played games together um Aww. So we did do that, and I have to say, just like, it was good. It was fun. I enjoyed it. I really got my bang for a buck, um, legit, because I did the dollar. But I'm I'm thinking about upgrading to, what is it, the Elite or whatever, because I want to go back and revisit Alan Wake. I Like, that's just, my, that's my selling factor right here. Just give me the, Alan Wake. The, um the geek in me that loves data that has like multiple Excel spreadsheets for everything from the number of pennies I find to my movie pass created a massive list of 
all the media I consumed starting in March 2020. And like just looking over some of the games that I got to play, like I got so much good like indie stuff that has been on my mind for the longest time with a uh, surprising amount of just high quality titles. Um, so much. And what's shocking about uh, a lot of the stuff that Game Pass has is that some of it is brand new. Some of those games are brand new. Some of them just came out a few months ago. And you can play it for free now. Scarlet Nexus was one of those games. Just came out. Microsoft is committed to putting out their new games on that platform. So once they start like really pumping out their first party games, you'll have even more of that. Oh man. I'd honestly, okay. So I'm not a big Microsoft guy, but this, this is a turn in the correct direction. This is it. It's better than Sony's answer to it, which is just streaming your game, which is a horrible, horrible idea. Don't Mm. ever allow like, that's just a bad idea in general. Because the Sony, lag is horrible. Sony has done such a good job putting out uh, quality first-party games, but where I see Microsoft really like pulling up the slack is innovating on the interface that we as the users experience and just our experience. Transitioning from the last Xbox, uh, the Xbox One to the current Series X, was absolutely seamless. I had to do nothing but log in my credentials and download a game and play it the save files are there everything is just so quick so easy you don't have to learn anything because it's just where you think it would be it just makes sense and then we have and then we have nintendo charging for these crazy tiered internet plans that offer things services for amounts of money um which Nintendo does their own other thing. We go to Nintendo because we we love the characters and they make I think what Nintendo does better than anybody else is they make games that are based around the concept of fun. I agree on that actually. Um the one thing that I think Nintendo is capitalizing on is the fact that they have an actual online infrastructure. And that's what I think um they just need to do better on it. They have to do better at sending friend. Like you got to send, you're practically sending a social security because that code is ridiculous. Um, oh I want to be able to message some of my friends that I have online. That would be a nice feature. I understand they want to do the, they want to protect kids, but I think they should give parents the option to lock down the switch and uh, give them a. a, a what do they use that cable box? You know what I'm talking about. Parent control. Mm-hmm. From, a, from a design perspective, it's always beneficial to give users more options, like in any and all regards. Like it just is going to make the product better for any everyone. So you have those people that want these more features, but then you can also account for parents who want to make sure that their kids are safe. Yeah, so let's, let's take a little sidebar here. Um, so that's... The social security number, as we will now call it, for Nintendo. Um, our Nintendo social security numbers. <laughs> yeah, our NSSI, to shorten it. Um, but that in itself 
that's a way of protecting people. That's a way because now we flip this on the cell phone side, Androids. Androids have a lot that you can do with them. Their capabilities are unlocked from the get-go. However, not as many people have them. It's a big number. It's a high number that people still have them. However, you look on the opposite side where people lean more to iPhone where it's like, hey, I have to pay to unlock this, but it's easy. Um, and that's where people okay. are you. No, no, okay. Listen. Hold on. Give me a second. I just want to correct this one fact. This one fact. Just one. Give me one. Um, Android holds the majority in the market on the phone service. If oh you're talking my. about, <laughs> okay. they hold about eighty percent of the phone market. If you're talking about specific phones, yes, different. we are talking specific phones because um, you could look at their lead designer, Samsung. Samsung struggles against iPhone and. It's a small cry. I'm not going to say it's a far cry. Um, pun slightly intended. But... Uh, uh, I, I, I like no, that. Bravo. A lot of people will lean towards iPhone over Android, whereas Android, you can do more with. Uh, I do remember rooting my Android phone when I had an Android phone. I do remember like playing around with the technology inside of it and doing a lot more than I'm able, capable of doing with my current iPhone. But to me, that's, I prefer my iPhone because it's easier to use. I don't want to go through all these things when I already do it with my computer. I do it at work. I do 50 other processes and I'm watching 7,000 anime at the same time. So that's, he's trying to, Bait me right now. That's what he's trying to do. Bait me. No, no, Fuck no. Apple. All right. Apple is not the king. Apple is for, you know, special normal people who just want to, you know, get along with the marketing scheme that Apple has been doing for years. Okay, I don't fall okay. into that ecosystem. Now, 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 children, let me step in here. Um, I agree with you both because you can do more, but I think the, I think the apt, uh, analogy here is that uh nintendo and apple they both have these very closed systems that are limited in what you can do but they make those uh those functions those features so easy to do and so just intuitive that they just kind of work you have to work within their crazy uh dongles and add-ons and uh, i'm gonna say it bad internet plans but once you're in that system, it just makes sense. It works, and it's just fun and enjoyable to use. Agreed. Uh, no, they they more painstakingly make you aware, and I'm going to say painstakingly because you, in order to control how much time on the Switch your kids play, in order to see their play activity, you do have to download a separate app, and you do have to do more. So it is painstaking, but for the adult or for the parent who really want to deep dive into what their kids are doing, you're going to have to take that extra step. Okay. I, I did some defending of Nintendo. Like, their software is great, but their, their uh, I'm sorry, their hardware is fantastic. And their firmware for that is also really good. But apps, like, ass. Like... I can't tell you how many times I've been using the Nintendo voice chat 
and I have one Switch, and I log on to that because I want to talk to my friend because we only play Animal Crossing, and that's how we talk. And it's like, mm, no, you can't. You're using it somewhere else. I'm like, I'm pretty sure my phone's in my hand, and I'm I, I'm using it right now. Um, the, the, it's not it's not to the same caliber. It's no. not there yet. It's it's it, it's it's they're working on it slowly, but um. I would just say, in a way, yeah. To make the comparison, they are the Apple of the gaming industry because they're always behind when it comes to certain features mm-hmm. that other competitors have always been ahead of. Yeah, it's just, they're... it's just, it's just, uh, it's just you know when it comes to fanboys, they tend to just. I feel like fanboys in general ruin products at times because yes. they don't push the company to be more consumer friendly. It's kind of like, yes, give it to me. I'll take it. I'll take it. It's like, you gotta, you gotta criticize some of these companies sometimes because if not, they're never going to improve. They're just going to give you, you know, reasons to shell out another $30 or another $15. It's nonsense. Yeah. If you love something, you should be able to identify its flaws, um, which Honestly, we were talking about this earlier. I like Nintendo. If Nintendo is listening, the only thing I have to say is give me a job. I'm a designer. I do UX. You want to hire me, but they're not listening. Maybe not. Not just yet. They'll get back to us on that. Their Internet program is just not consumer friendly. You know, how many times have we bought these games and now like we're all happy to have access to them, but. Like, how long is this going to last this time? It's my only question. Well, let me put it, let me take it a step further and say, you know, today the new expansion pass is going live for Nintendo Online, where they're making you pay another 40, 60 bucks. Um, And what you're getting is offline content. Like, they're giving you two new emulators or two emulators that you could get elsewhere um n64 which we're all excited for and sega genesis which i think maybe two or if not all of us are excited for because sonic yay sonic um but they're giving us these emulators animal crossing dlc which yay we're super excited we can get that for 25 dollars um their online system goes vastly unused I mean, I signed up for it. I got a year free. I paid for a year, so that's already two years. And I've had my Switch since launch day. And I didn't even realize that my subscription panned out. Like, it was just gone with the wind. I didn't use anything so forth. And it's not to say that I don't play the online, because I'll play Fortnite with my brothers and all that. And I will occasionally do the online stuff. But it's such a backhanded or it's such a behind the scenes thought that you could tell nobody really puts much effort into it. Afterthought is the word I was thinking. Yeah. Yeah. Afterthought. Uh, I'll give them time. Like, I give them credit, though. They did come out with one hell of a fucking machine with the Switch. That was... um, that stunned the shit out of me. I give them all the props for that. And the fact that they did, like, they had their online infrastructure on a handheld device. 
I was like, oh, all right. Like, it was, like, mediocre when it came to, what, the Wii U and the Wii? It was mm-hmm. the saddest thing I've ever seen. I remember having my Wii in my room, and I had to get a separate adapter to attach it to the internet. And I would sit there and painstakingly try to get it connect to, to connect to the internet. And maybe it would, usually it wouldn't. And I would get excited because the handful of times it would connect... I would be like, oh my gosh, I have access to the Wii News Channel. I can get news on my Wii. Uh, like, like that's a real feature. Yeah. I felt, uh, I have one sad story. Okay, so my brother's ex-partner had bought the Wii U when it first came out. I felt so because, you know, I can tell he's really excited for it, and, I, and he's very stoked about it. Meanwhile, I read all the reviews. I looked at all the videos, and I'm like, shit, man. I don't know what to I'm like at the crossroads. I'm like, I got to butter this guy up about his purchase, because can, I can see it in his face that he feels somewhat guilty. I was like, no, no. So I prop up all the visuals for it. I forgot. Um, uh, for each game that came out, I was like, yes, those graphics look amazing. Oh, my God. I gave him the entire script. That was some of the sad pity points I've ever given. You know, I owned a Wii U. I kind of, I liked it for what it was. Um, It had some pretty stellar games. Don't get me wrong. I loved Mario Kart 8. I loved Pikmin 3. And I loved um, my most favorite games. Oh, that was such a disappointing system. That really was. I would have given you pity points too. Don't worry. (laughs) As I, I... We are the majority of enjoyed. My that I liked most about it was that I was able to recoup most of the money that I spent on it, and that I after reselling it, uh, I didn't, I didn't, I wasn't too far in the negative, so that made me pretty happy. Okay, that's that's a plus. That's positive. Yeah, yeah, that's that's actually pretty good. That's net. Um, fucking Nintendo. We love them, but we love. It's like a Nintendo, dude. (laughs) Fuck. You know what it is. Sometimes they need a competitor, and and since they're like such the oddball out, it's like no one's around them to really push their thorns. I think the Wii U is the real ass whooping that really got the company to think. Okay, we got to really figure this shit out. Yeah. No, I think that was that was kind of the holy shit, we gotta get our shit together moment. Be- because I think the Sony and Microsoft war that they're having, I feel like we're winning. The consumers are actually winning when it comes mm-hmm. to this war. Because Sony is drawing all their money behind their studios. It's just like, we need these games out. We need quality. We need, we need it all. Microsoft is just like, let's just throw our fucking money into this program. Let's make all these games for free so people know what to buy. Or, you know, they have access to this large library. I, 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 agree. I agree. No, it's one of them you're getting quality content. The other one you're getting more content. So it's like a quantity versus quality kind of thing going on. Well, that's not even uh, that's not even like the half of it. It's that these two people are pushing each other to be better, and therefore their products are becoming better. Whereas Nintendo is just kind of like, 
well, I'm over here. I'm going to do my own thing and you're going to like it or not because you know, I know that you want what I'm selling. And we're like, yeah, we do. Can we just like get a few quality of life features? You know, that's all we want. Please, please, sir, can I have a little bit more? That's what we want. And, and Nintendo doesn't have that right now. They don't have a a direct competitor to really push them. Like, it's not not to say that they aren't in a really nice time where they're putting out some quality games, but it could just be that much better. No, it could. Yes, it could. I agree. It could. It could. I think they're doing good so far. They- where should we go from here? I'm curious to know what's on people's horizons, what they're most looking forward to in the future of queer nerd culture. Ooh, that's a good one. Um, oof. Uh, I don't know. I kind of, so I enjoyed Boyfriend Dungeon. Um, I do want a sequel. I do want more additions to that. I do want something kind of like that where you're not necessarily male or female. Um, you can choose your gender identity, but you're also you're not locked into this construct because you could date a cat you could date um a man you could date a female you can date a gender non-conforming person um so i do like this and i kind of hope people keep it up and they kind of continue that flow okay i actually might check that out eventually i i'm enjoying the time i'm spending with it it's a nice mix of different gameplay genres so that like I had stayed away from the sort of like dating sim genre before, but it, it balances different flavors in a, in a way that presents something new to me and is making me appreciate both of them a little bit more. Like, like playing have, that playing boyfriend dungeon was what was made me push me back into Hades. Oh. I have one question though. Um, so what is the gameplay like? Is it like JRPG or is it just like uh, you're choosing like what, a, what, what kind of style is it? Dungeon crawler, yeah, okay. dungeon crawler, action based. Um, I would really put it in that. Like, it, look at Hades and Boyfriend Dungeon is just a queer version of that. Um, and not to say Hades isn't queer, it it's just it's not as queer as that. Boyfriend Dungeon does stand more so on its own than Hades does. Okay. It is. It's a very short game. You can probably beat it in like twelve hours. But you're not going there for gameplay. You're going there for the dating sim. You're going there for the character design. Like it's a, it's a very artsy game, and you know you're going there for the art. I'm going there for the boys. I mean, yeah. Come on, seven. Oof, my angsty little K-pop idol. I didn't get that far. I fell into Hades, and then I didn't get farther in that because I fell back into Animal Crossing. And it's just, it's a cycle of addiction. I may have a problem. I'm here to admit that now. And it's okay. We love you for your problem. Thank you. This is a safe space. And I want to continue to establish that. I don't know if I said it already, but I don't know if I said this already, but my brain is fried from watching Dune. And therefore, I'm going to reestablish this as a safe space and will continue to do so. It's a safe space for everyone. But not you, and you know who you are. I'm talking to you. <laughs> but you just came out with a season three. What did? You. Oh, I don't know what that's about. I'm sorry. Don't worry. That the first two seasons are great, and then good to go. 
Okay. What about you, Doug? You got anything on your horizons coming up? Um, in terms of games, does it have in to be queer of, games? No. What are you What are you looking forward to, you queer nerd? Tell me about things that you're excited for. Well, I'm excited to see Dune with my boy Timothy Charmelet. Am I pronouncing his name right? Timothy Chalamet. I saw two Chalamet. movies with him this weekend: I... The French Dispatch and uh, Dune. And let me just say, I had a, I went for a Chalamet and a, and I was Timothorny the whole time. Mm. He is an amazing fucking actor, and clearly queer bait because yes. he's gorgeous. To both. As someone who is dating a Tim, I am really mad that you made Timothorny a thing. I am done here. I am done here. Are you, Did you watch The King? Are you feeling Timothorny? <laughs> Check. What's please. The King? The King on uh, Netflix. Timothy is on it. He's actually playing as um a young Henry the Eighth. It's a more historic movie, but it's actually really good. It's raw. Um, Ooh, I don't want to spoil like it. It's raw. It has um uh what's his name? Robert Patterson. Should I should I bring protection when I watch this? Do I need a yes? You a should blanket and a gun. Yes, you should Love be prepared. That. Uh you'll find it on Netflix. Give it a watch. Trust me, okay. you're gonna love it. I always have to ask though when people give me recommendations because I'm very particular and i'm very stingy and i just don't take people up on their words i have to say why should i watch it like what's your what's your two sentence reason that i should watch this show so when you first watch the movie you're going to uh you're going to navigate through a scenario for me when i see it if i feel like it actually happened. Like the way the actors portray themselves, it doesn't have that Hollywood gloss to it. When I saw the fight, like you're going to see a fight in the beginning of the movie. It felt like a real fight to me. Like it was just dirty. It was grungy. It just, it felt like, um, like they weren't trying to be a cinematic masterpiece. It was just two fucking dudes going in, getting dirty. You know, I'm just trying to fucking kill you. You dudes uh, fucking, it's raw. I hear what you're and, laying down. I, I think you said the word grunge, like my mind stopped paying attention and then my mind started paying attention again. Like you said some words there. I, I, I definitely think you're going to like it. Okay, I will check that out. And it's a movie. I, I, I thought it was a show from what you described, but movie, I'm on board. I can I can give a few hours of my time away. Um, other than that, what, what was the question? Oh, what I was looking forward to. Fuck. I don't know. Oh, The Eternals. I'm also actually Ooh. looking forward to that. That's hey. coming out soon. Next week, right? Yeah, uh, actually, it is next week. Next. Um, yeah. Boys, that means you have oh, another week and a half to see Dune and IMAX. And let me just tell you, I'm the biggest IMAX stan. Go see it in IMAX. Don't sit in the third row, though. I'll fuck you up. <laughs> I love IMAX so much. We saw gonna... um 
Shang, uh, uh, what was that movie? Shang Chi uh, and IMAX, right? Oh, that was. But we were we were really close up to the screen. Like I fucked up my neck that entire yeah. time. Don't ever like. Well, I don't know. For me, I was like, like I was like ready to crack my fucking neck. Like you definitely gotta get the middle aisle seats, uh-huh. or at least a little bit further back. Never close up. You're gonna break your neck. Pro tip that I read once: the film snobs' uh, preferred seat in the theater is about the third or fourth row, right in the middle. And I have to say, I found my experiences sitting there have, or at least my experiences in the movies have greatly improved sitting that far because I get very little in front of me, and then the screen tends to take up my entire peripheral view, but not more than that. And I just, I think it is. It's my personal favorite place to sit. I agree. Mm, I don't know. Uh, I pretty much, as long as it's good lighting, good seating, I can enjoy it. In it. We can't all be um, people of culture, Stephen. It's okay. We still respect and love and accept you. Listen, my culture is an anime. Thank you very much. So I'm okay with that. They have anime in movie theaters. Yeah. I saw I saw Promare in theater. Those people went crazy. Like okay. I, we don't have enough time for Promare because you and I can go off for a good thirty to forty five minutes. We will shelve this topic for now, Doug. We will teach you. <laughs> the anime. I actually saw uh, Dragon Ball Broly's movie in that, in theaters. That wasn't bad at all. You know what I love about um, seeing movies like that is that. You get more of the core, the core fans, mm-hmm. so they give you more of a reaction. Yeah, the people that are oh so God. hyped that to go out and see it, like they hype you up. Seeing, That's ex- um, my hero in theaters. Whew. Oh, the minute uh, Deku and All Might did their together smash for that first movie. Oh, whew. you just you saw the whole theater light up because it was. Gohan and Goku, Kamehameha moment, realness, and it was just everything. Is the new movie going to be in theaters? Yeah, it's going to be in theaters um, actually this weekend all the way to November 5th. Okay. Boys, there's so much shit coming out in the theaters. Like, every time I go to the theater, uh, like, over the past three times, it's just been like, Forgot about that. Forgot about that. And I come out with like three more movies that I'm going to have to see. Yeah, I'm already looking at the bill already. It's like $200 worth of tickets because IMAX is, is expensive. Be expensive, God, but she's worth it. She's definitely worth it. I don't care. <laughs> yeah, she worth. She definitely worth it. Mm-hmm. And um, yeah, even Matrix 4 is going to be coming out around oh. the same time Spider-Man comes out. Matrix 4, Spider-Man, The Eternals, we've got New Guillermo del Toro, we've got House of Gucci, Father, Son, House of Gucci, we've got the movie about Princess Diana, we've got uh, um, uh, Edgar Wright's new movie, uh, Last Night in Soho, we've got uh, the licorice licorice something or other, it's a movie that's going to make you feel good, we've and Venus, I'm quickly running out of things, but I know that as soon as I stop, I'm going to think of more, there's <laughs> Matrix Four, you said already. Super stoked. Yeah, I'm already. I'm hype. Watch the trailer. Oh, I, I mean. saw. 
I saw the trailer today in IMAX. I'm I'm very ready. Yes. That looks cool. Yes. I've I've said it before a couple times, but I love when a, a franchise can sort of turn the wheel on itself, but still maintain that. I felt like they built that entire trailer for um that one song, White Rabbit. Oh, great! That's that's good uh, movie editing or trailer editing. It's such a good, tra- oh, such you a. You know, it's great trailer editing. Well, you know, it's good editing when you can fit a commercial into the movie and it fits so seamlessly. They play the entire song for the trailer. I was a little bit stunned by that. Did you? Did either of you see the trailer for Tenet before it came out? No. It, did he, did either of you see that movie? No. Well, Hold it's up. it's just it's Christopher Nolan's newest. It's the time bending thing. The trailer is just the whole first scene. It's the first like six minutes. And you know nothing that's going on, but it gives you such a good taste of what you're going to get. I thought it was a great way to do a trailer. That's actually pretty cool. Yeah, that, I, I, I liked actually, it a lot. How was it? Was it good? I liked it. Um, I I knew about like 30 minutes, 20 to 30 minutes in, I was like, is this the conceit? Is this the gag? Like, I've seen enough Nolan movies now, but that didn't diminish my appreciation for it. It was time twist. It, it was twisty enough and with enough layers that I found something to like. And it was definitely a novel concept, something I hadn't experienced before. Um, it might have been better in theaters. I just watched it on my uh I bought it at this time. I think it was around this time last year. But yes, it's if you like Christopher Nolan's movies, you know the caliber of what you're going to get. You know the uh, general tropes and things that he follows. If you like it, you're going to like this one. I think so. I, I think personally. I actually am a fan of his yeah. movies. Like, they're actually pretty well thought out. He does a lot of symbolism. And am I going to see a bunch of that, of course? Mm, yeah. His symbolisms are like staring you straight in the face. Well, he just wants to make sure us silly Americans can get it. <laughs> oh my um, God. I didn't know he did Ant Man. Ant Man? Yeah, he was the writer for Ant Man. Oh, okay, that I can buy that. I was like, he did not direct, but. Yeah, I did not know he did like side writing projects. That's surprising. Yeah, so Ant Man is like out of his wheelhouse. That's cool. I loved his movie Interstellar. That was one of my favorite. Oh, fucking space oh, movies. Oh. I it was one of the few oh. movies I bought the fucking Blu-ray for. I was just thinking about that movie as I left the IMAX trailer and I as I left the IMAX as I left the IMAX theater and I was walking to my grocery store. I must have seen that in IMAX because I have very strong memories of the scene where they land on the water planet and they're like yes. what are those what are those mountains and just like watching that and seeing that tower over me. And then all you hear in the background is just the clock ticking. Like yeah. it's going uh-huh. That shit had me going. And then you he's just like 
those aren't mountains. When you find out it's a fucking wave, I was like, oh. That, Did you watch that it, Steve? The- I have not, so now I have to go and watch that. Yeah. Give yourself a solid, like, three hours to sit. It's, 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 a, it's, a, it's a good in. It's a long in. Christopher Nolan movies are movies that I have to be in the mood to watch. I'm not just popping it on like the mummy, like Bob's Burgers. Like, I'm sitting down. I'm going to, I'm watching a film. I'm giving it my full attention. That's a perfect description of how to handle them. His films. Yeah. Oh, no, um, you said Christopher Nolan. No, he did not do Ant-Man. I was talking about Edgar Wright, who was a screenplay for Ant-Man. Stephen, why, 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 why must you be like this? I, I ha- no, I had to backtrack. <laughs> I had to clarify because I just, I, we were going through two directors, so I got confused myself. Okay, okay, I do appreciate the clarification, but like, we can cut out some of that and just timed it, time it appropriately. No, um, we can't. Everyone must know my <laughs> exasperation. It's, it's. It's no, real. I'm not in there because that, that's good reporting. <laughs> uh, <laughs> okay. Um, all right. So we're going to uh, wrap it up now, I guess. Um, I guess we're good to call it a night. Um, who wants to do the sign off? Hey, everyone. Thank you for listening. Um, I'm Doug. I'm just Doug. That's it. Uh, and I'll catch you guys next time. Matt? Major sign off too. So <laughs> I still have very, uh, I, I think I might've mentioned this story before, but I have very strong memories of when I was a child, I was leaving the room. It was a holiday. I was walking up the steps and I was, all, all my family was there. My grandmas, my like seven grandmas and like, I don't know who else. They were probably just all grandmothers. And for some reason, I decided it was a good idea to look down the steps across the banister with like across the banister with a face full of scorn. And I just looked at them and said, see you later, suckers. And I like stormed out and I just heard gasps. So see you later, suckers. Bye. That's how I leave the room. Less or I'm going to be the middleman here. The, not so uneventful and i'm gonna sign off guys if you want to catch me steve vixen everywhere appropriate um psn xbox nintendo all the fun stuff twitter instagram s-t-e-e-v-i-x-e-n and when the streams start i'll start promoting that so y'all have fun wookie cookie yeah that would have been a good opportunity to to promote myself but you know what That's okay. I'll catch you next time.